Comfortable? Yeah. All right, let me get the intro in and then we'll start rolling. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture, and we got a good one for you guys today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, John. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is John Castillo. I'm the owner and instructor for South Bay CPR. Yeah. And I got connected through John through my, uh, my side gig, the jet skiing stuff. We came in and he got us CPR certified, and it really got me thinking. I, I actually didn't know much about, like, CPR in general, or just kind of how to save a life. And it's one of those things where I'm the guy that's kind of, at least before the class was secretly like, I hope the guy next to me knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, I hope, I hope I'm not in that position, but definitely after taking the class, like I remember looking in and kind of just feeling more comfortable about like, if I'm in that position to where I do need to potentially assist in, you know, reviving somebody or keeping it up, like I have the tools to do so. Awesome. That was like the biggest thing I wanted to get you on the show was because it shouldn't just be for people out on the water or out in the middle of no man's land. It should right. be every, everybody should be CPR certified. Absolutely. I think know? everyone literally should take this class. You yeah. Know? Like you got a driver's license, got to take a CPR class. Like why not? Right. Yeah. Tell me like, let, let's just start from your background. Like what's your deal? What, where, where are you from? You know, sure. where are you, uh, how'd you start the company? What, what inspired you to sort of create this line of work for yourself? Yeah. So, I'm from Redondo Beach. Um, I moved there maybe grade school, so I'd like to say that's my hometown. Um, I guess I started in the medical field, as a lot of Filipinos do. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I, I left that trying to get into construction, which I love doing electrical, and then I found myself wearing scrubs again. And uh, so I've been in the medical field for maybe 20 years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I started doing more orthopedic stuff, and I had to get my staff certified for CPR. So I, I met this guy. He came in and taught the class, and I forgot to join the class myself, thinking that I was still certified and still valid. But I went to his house, and uh, he, he taught me personally, and it was a really good one-on-one class. And I, I thought to myself, like, this is an awesome thing. Like, maybe I could just teach my staff. Um, not to just take his job away, but I was like, you know, this is great. Yeah. I, I, this is really awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm getting older. I've seen a lot of things happen from patients in orthopedics, um, just uh, family, things like that. And I saw the importance of CPR, and I thought, you know, I'm going to teach my family. I'm going to teach my friends, not just my staff. And it just started growing. Mm-hmm. And the more I'm teaching, the more people I meet, I mean, it's a lot more fun than going to the office five days a week, nine to five. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And you probably have a lot more freedom than Yeah, a lot more freedom. In. Now I'm a dad, so I get to spend more time with my kids. But um, the main thing is I love people. And every class I teach, I get to meet people like you, mm-hmm. you know, in different professions or, you know, a lot of just new parents or just people who want to learn. And I think this is such a great skill to share. Yeah. You know, it's something very valuable and... It's that skill I hope everyone knows but never has to do, right? Yeah, that's it right there. And um, Did you go to Redondo High? I did. I went to West High. Oh, cool. So that's where I graduated yeah, from yeah. West High and then ended up over at Long Beach State. And then cool. I worked down in Orange County uh, solving money problems. So that's basically what I'm in right Got now. It. I actually so. live right across West High right now. Okay. Yeah. Over uh, by the park then, huh? Yeah, I'm over um, just 
Well, you don't, you don't, got, you don't be giving your address <laughs> on there, but yeah, I got you. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, right I love across. that area. Yeah, Hannah's great. parents were just back in town, and they were actually staying uh, right over there by the park across from West High. Yeah. And I haven't been back since almost high school. Just been so busy getting stuff set up over here. And I was yeah. like, I, the South Bay is perfect. Like, yeah. there's just a vibe. Long Beach is cool. Orange County's cool, yeah. but it has that that feel that like I grew up there. So coming back, it's like. Man, why did I leave a little bit? So I definitely have the seat talking to Hannah. I was like, yeah, we're going to get back there. Yeah. ASAP. Just well, everything is perfect. Yeah. This is yeah. I was awesome. pulling up. I was like, well, this is a nice spot. Uh-huh. I like this. Yeah. It's a good. And like I said, we have the dog park like right over there. So the, the weird thing about our life is we have um, a one year old Belgian Melanois. He's, okay. our, he's our podcast mascot. His name is Kino. <laughs> cool. He's the most wild thing I've ever interacted with as far as like it's been the biggest project of my life taking this animal that he's our little war machine that like came from birth just charged it. you couldn't <laughs> hold him you couldn't do anything like that and now like it's mandatory you have to take him for at least two hours of working out per day or else he just starts tearing shit up <laughs> in the house. That energy. yeah exactly so and it's funny like they just left so I had to Hannah and them headed out right before you went because he was just like if you come in he's just He's a weird situation, you know, like he's one of those like he's uh, you, you, you sort of like try to calculate certain risks. And it's like Kino is a like he's, he's, gonna a, push it. he's a healthy liability <laughs> is what he is. It's like holding a grenade. Like he's just every every time I'm out in public, like everybody wants to come out and say hi, this and that. He's great with kids, but just like unknown men. You know, Can I touch him? Please don't. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what you think this is, but he, he has a switch that he's going to flip out on you if you know you say the wrong thing or do something weird <laughs> especially with hannah like when he walks around with hannah he's just right there 24 like just calculating there's birds seven birds in the sky there's two people <laughs> on the sidewalk like he's a funny guy he's super smart cool. but can't like, wait to meet him yeah you definitely got to meet him um yeah i had a few questions for you tell me well i guess you already kind of got into your first sort of how you got into the industry tell me about your first client yeah it's funny my first client and the first class I did was actually down here at one of the fairs in Long Beach. Uh-huh. And uh, I opened a booth, and I really didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this a business. Is this going to work? But I just wanted to teach people, and I had friends that needed to certify. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did a demonstration and actually taught the class live in front of people at the fair. Oh, at the fair. Yeah. So people were watching, and they were like, started you know, thinking, you know, maybe this is something I should learn. Mm-hmm. So... The first class was kind of funny just because it was my friends. So they were being goofy and all. But, you know, they got the good lesson. And I've learned the more questions I ask my students, if they can answer me. Mm-hmm. I know they're listening. Yeah. So I've kind of made that a lot of my class. Like if you don't remember, I kept asking questions and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, my first class was down here in Long Beach. And uh, it was really small, maybe three friends. And I just put a sign-up sheet and people started signing up. Yeah. Now, I got some questions as far as running the business aspect of it. Where do you find your best uh, sort of networking opportunities? Where are you going to sort of like get new people involved? Or are people reaching out more? Like where do you find is the best place to position yourself to find, you know, the the jet ski to Catalinas or, you know what I mean, the people that yeah. need to get, like how do you get your classes? Tell me about that. Um, a lot of it is just through people I've met and um, and some friends and family. So it started off like, I'm just going to teach people in the medical field mm-hmm. because they need to have it. You know, I didn't really think so much of like, I'm going to teach every person in the world. It was just like, you know, I'm going to teach everyone who needs it. Yeah. But the more people I taught, they loved the class so much that they told their friends. And then 
their friends told their friends kind of thing. And then they worked for certain businesses and they're like, why don't you come to my company or come to our house and teach? And it just started growing more than I had really anticipated it. Yeah. What so, were some of the biggest barriers so far in the beginning? Um, how old is the company? When did you get this started? I think it was like 2018 or something okay. like that. Uh, you know, just as a side job because my background's orthopedics. So mm-hmm. I kind of just did it on the side, but... Um, you know, it's gone to a point where I'm kind of doing this most of my time now. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. So I, you're full time with it. Yeah. Yeah. I still help once in a while in orthopedics. Um, I still do casual work as a longshoreman when I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just try to stay busy, but really I just want to teach CPR because uh, it gives me more freedom and I just love talking to people. I love meeting people and sharing this is just I don't know. It's good. I love it. Yeah. And I'm taking the classes. I loved how on top of it you were just kind of like uh, you really made me feel like you were in a position to where like you walked me through it in a way where I was like, oh, OK, this does make sense versus, you know, uh, handing a hand out to somebody. This is what you do right yeah. here. And yeah. It's pretty totally. cool. I've yeah. taken some really bad CPR classes where, you know, I walked out like, I don't know how comfortable I am about doing this. Uh-huh. Or like they just play videos and we're just watching funny, corny stuff from the 80s and. I kind of eliminate a lot of that stuff in my class because I've learned as a as a teacher or instructor, not everyone learns the same, right? Mm-hmm. I have to adjust to my audience or my students because I'm not just trying to get through a class and you pass a test kind of thing. You know, I really want you to understand. So I may have to talk certain ways or use different examples. And I just try to relate to you guys. So like for you guys, for example... You're on the jet skis. I try to throw in more situations where things might happen or relate to you guys. Yeah. More where you want to learn. You want to listen to me. You want to pay attention. Yeah. It's really easy to like teach people and be like, uh, they're like, I don't want to, you know, this is boring CPR. And I try to eliminate that boring feeling. Have you taken a trip? Have you taken the jet ski to Catalina trip yet? No, but I've been wanting to. Oh, man. Weather's yeah. getting nice. When it, when it heats wait. up, that's the first thing you got to, you and your wife, you're, yeah. you're married, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys got to make that a day. And uh, it's like, you'll really understand how wild we actually are, like, out there. It's just a, I could there's a specific set of guys where, that's why I keep working there. It's like, I even, I got my thing going on starting my career, but I'm always going to at least get out there once a month minimum just oh, to get out great. there. Because the best thing about that is, like, you're you're all equal. No matter yeah. what's going on, you know, I got my boss, I got clients, I got this stuff. But yeah. out there, you're just venture on the jet ski, keeping people safe, like uh. making sure everything's all right. And it's like the guys, you know, they give me shit. I'm the young guy. I'm this or that. And it's uh-huh. just like, hey, whatever. And I, I love it. It's it looks cool. so fun. I can't, I can't wait to get out there. Mm-hmm. You, do you guys see like a bunch of wildlife out there on the, on the way out? I would say they say seven out of ten. I would say eight out of ten times you'll see a pod of dolphins. That's cool. You're, it's a we don't guarantee dolphins because things happen this right, and that depending right. on the day, but it's a strong likelihood that you're gonna get some dolphins. Oh, the biggest pod that we had last season, Adam took us out there, and because I'm not a lead, I'm just one of the ocean sport guys. I can't. I'll get you lost. I'll get you there, but you don't. <laughs> I don't want the pressure. Don't of, follow you. Yeah, Keith and everybody. I just I'll, I'll watch from the side. You know that's good maybe 2,000 dolphins or so. We had a good super pod out there. All of them just cracked out jumping. So it's the best thing. Like, and you know, it's the ocean. So I get to go out there and let go of all control. It's the ocean. You know the deal, man. You know, it's, you don't, you don't control any of that. You can just hopefully work with it. I love that. Tell me about your um, family, man. How many kids you got? Got two boys. So Miles is my oldest. He's two. And oh, then I okay. got Micah, who's uh, six months. 
So you have a young family. Yeah, huh? yeah. Those I had the two under two. How old are you? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're like a m- more mature. My parents had me in college. Yeah. So that you was know, I wish thing. I did. I'm tired all the time now. Is that? That's... Wish I had them in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. But I had to meet the right the girl. Meet, uh, meet the right girl. First. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not broke. You you know that's the thing too is where we're starting and I don't have any kids yet, luckily. But yeah, I'm gonna try to hit that sweet spot of you up here, my parents, I want that middle area where like I can yeah. still pay the bills, but I have the energy to yeah. run around, stuff like that. Dude, two and you said zero? How, how old? Uh, yeah, six months and two years old. Man, so your yeah. house is hectic right now, huh? Yeah, it's it's fun, you know. They're actually in daycare, which is kind of a break for me and mom. Yeah. Mom works at home, so she gets quiet time, and me, I'm always out of the house. I, I can't sit still. What's your wife do? She works for DocuSign. Oh, I love DocuSign. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I don't know what she does, but But I know she, she works, works for DocuSign. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes things easy, dude. You sign your yeah. lease, you buy a house on Docu, like with DocuSign. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's rad. Everyone uses it. So Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say are the biggest shifts becoming a father that's really changed your life? Um, you know, it's really changing myself. You know, I want to be the best example for my boys. You know, I didn't grow up with a dad. I had, you know, my mom who just was so amazing and you know filled all the shoes Mm -hmm. and she still had to work um had two i have two sisters or three sisters okay Uh, one's a stepsister but she's my sister and uh, she took care of all of us you know Mm -hmm. and i never had that father figure i have a great uncle which is you know an amazing person who told me what i needed to hear you know what i mean and growing up with that i I always grew up thinking like i want to be who i didn't have Mm-hmm. And now that I'm a father, I look back and, you know, always look at those mistakes I've had with myself and all those lessons I've learned. And now I can share all those lessons with these boys and mm-hmm. show them a good time and show them what this world can offer. You know, that's all I want to do. Dude, that sounds like the best gig ever. It's like, pretty rad. It sounds. And the thing is, is fortunately, I think part of the reason why I find myself uh, in the position that I am sort of just coming out of college is because I had such a good dad. Yeah. My dad was... The, when I talk about like the perfect man for raising me, he was number one. Like just the, there's certain things that he did that now I'm understanding. Like yeah. now, you know, but he, he implemented them five, six, seven, yeah. ten years ago to where I go, oh, now every day. All right, today we'll take uh, street sweeping, right? Uh-huh. Literally every day. I drive an old full-size uh, 07 Ram 1500. It's 16 years old. You can tell she's starting to give out on me. She's given the <laughs> symptoms of like, hey – it's time start making some money, buddy, because like I'm dying within the next six months or so. I go to I don't know if you drove through these little tiny streets that we have these one ways, uh-huh. uh, bro. On street sweeping days, it's just full. Like it's Thursday, it's like the yeah, Friday no side parking. is full, no parking. I found one spot. It was me and this guy who's moving his Tesla from one side to the other. I got in there and he uh-huh. doubted me. The Tesla guy was like, he's not putting that truck in that spot, and that's where just like. My dad repping every, hey, man, just be prepared. You, you know how to operate your vehicle. Make sure that you get into that spot. And yeah. I could feel my ego a little bit, like, as a man, like, yeah. hey, I got to get into this spot. I got up four times to make sure because he's watching me. I didn't want to hit the, I got a big hitch. I didn't want to hit the little Lexus behind me. Yeah, yeah. I got it in. And the look of defeat that he had, because we were having a thing. I was looking at him, man. Like, I'm like, I'm getting into this spot. And then I got it in, swung it in. And then you could just see the taillights of his little Tesla, like, all right, drive uh, off. And yeah, I got in there. But it's just funny, like those lessons of just like your dad teaching you to drive, you know, the experiences that you get that maybe you didn't have. You said you grew up without your dad, right? And it's kind of like 
what are you going? So I feel prepared. That's the weird thing that's as to great. where I have a, like a, just a code that's in there. I can kind of take from it and tweak yeah. from it. Yeah. Oh, what happens in this? Well, what, I, and I remember my whole childhood. What's that like for you of like, you're kind of creating it from scratch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like my childhood was all over the place. So I'm just trying to provide any life unlike mine. Not that it was terrible, but mm -hmm. you know, it was a struggle like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I don't want to spoil my boys, but I definitely want them to enjoy themselves. And you know, your dad sounds like he did a great job. Yeah. You're, you're, you're an awesome dude and you're just killing it, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And the funniest part though, is that I've had to do with my parents is, it's a weird thing, man. Like I'm in a position now to where, like, well, let's just take money, for example, like spoiling. I'm in a position now where I'm making more money than anybody in my family's ever. Like awesome. I'm about to leap over every, you know what I mean? Yeah, Which is yeah. good. That's what, but that's the foundation that my parents laid. That's yes. why they struggled so that now venture yeah. hits the ground running and he's yeah. taking care of everything and this yeah. and that. But like venture spoil or venture is a little soft on some things, right? <laughs> my dad's like, man, I work in 50 hours uh, in the nightclub throwing people this and that. I worked 28 hours in a day. And you're like, that's impossible. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, I did. It was times were different back then. Like what? So yeah. it's like. How do you feel about your kids sort of growing up? They're supposed to be better than you. You know what I mean? Right. Like they have right. you, you want that to better life. There's yeah. mistakes that aren't going to get made. There's certain understandings, but are there like, obviously they're so young now, but there's things with my parents that where there's sort of this growing pain of like, no, 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 no. I understand that you did it this way, but I may have to pivot and do it this way. Yeah. Uh, sales. Let's say my job is ma mainly sales, uh, you know, client base. We do a lot of help with just like wealth management, right? That's scary for them. Something like that would yeah. be like, that's not secure, man. Are you going to be taken care of? But at the end of the day, it's like, at this career path is the sky's the limit. Right. You know, I can help as many people. I can influ influence as many people as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess what? It's a little rocky in the beginning, but me being a, a lawyer like you wanted yeah. isn't going to get me to where I want to be. Right, you know what right, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, what do you think about those? Like where are your, you and your wife, what's your wife's name again? Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Like where are you and Leslie kind of thinking about, like do you guys plan for things like that or do you just take it as it comes? Do you guys talk about that? Yeah, or absolutely. What? We talk about it, you know, and I'm so lucky. My wife's so amazing and um, I'm so happy that we're on the same page with almost everything, mm -hmm. especially our kids. We don't really argue or say I wish you did that or I think we should do this if anything it's like we agree and we want the same thing so for me I don't I don't have any kind of plan for my kids as far as I want them to be this or I want them to do that I, I me and my wife want to just guide them in the best direction we can because we know they're going to make their own decisions mm -hmm. but we hope as we're raising them we're pointing them in the right direction which is just forward you know yeah. what I mean and we've made mistakes obviously and we learn and try to you know, um, show them the right, not right way, but I guess just point them in the right direction because I want them to choose their own path. Yeah. If he wants to, I don't know, be a football player, I'm going to take him to practice and support that. If he wants to be a dancer, yeah. you know, whatever he wants to do, I want to support that because I don't think I had a lot of, my mom didn't have much time to kind of support, you know, dreams that I wanted to do. They're probably crazy dreams anyways, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just want to guide them in the right direction and let them make their own decisions. Like I want them to become who they are, but ultimately be happy about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want them to stress. Is your wife Filipina? Filipina? She's actually Ecuadorian. Okay. From Ecuador. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. You got a cool thing going on you yeah. guys, huh? 
how big into Filipino culture are you? Are you? I know the family aspect is just so. A couple episodes ago, we actually had Vince Osorio on. He, or sorry, Captain Vince Osorio. He's the chief over in Carson, uh-huh. and um, he's Filipino. He invites me to every cookout that they have. I go oh, in yeah. there and just chow down. So oh, it's yeah. like next time you guys have a cookout, man, you text oh, Venture. Yeah, he's over. showing up, man. Plate Definitely. ready and just start growing. So that's the cool thing is like how conscious of you are you about implementing certain things like was your mom from the philippines she is yeah. okay yeah she's she's from the philippines so is my real dad um i grew up down in in la born and raised <laughs> so um i didn't i had filipino culture in my life you know i don't speak tagalog i can understand a lot of it have you been back i've only been there once oh, and man. i went for the first time like i don't know five years ago with a friend Okay. And uh, it was an awesome experience. I can't wait to take my kids there and my wife. But, yeah. Um, you know, I grew up mostly American. Like, I love I cheeseburgers, you, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. But don't get me wrong, I will eat Filipino food all day. Yeah. I love it. And that's the cool thing, too, as far as having somebody who is from Sweden. Uh-huh. Like, I've been over there three times in the past year. Yeah. Every time I keep going, I keep falling a little bit more in love yeah. with it. And I'm as American as they come, just yeah. full on. And it's weird because I've grown up here. I've grown up in Texas, Las Vegas, spent time in Montana. So yeah. I have a very, like, I listen to country. I listen to rap. Yeah. I have this food. I love good barbecue. Like, nobody yeah. beats Texas brisket. That's number oh, one yeah, right there. I'm working there. on that. You know what I mean? So it's like... Having whenever I go over to um, Sweden, I'm no longer African American and Native American. Uh-huh. I'm American, so it's right. like the I feel like it's only in here that we get that influence of like, what are you? What is it? You're yeah. Filipino, right. but yet if you and I met out in the middle of France, you'd be like, yeah. where are you from? America. LA? Fuck yeah! Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, we need yeah. to go out to dinner, man. No, like, totally. come out here. So it's just a weird thing that like as you have that outside perspective and as your like horizons are broadened, yeah, I'm seeing like. I'm I'm American though. Like I'm uh-huh. really fucking American. Like I'm from LA, man. I'm sorry. We just go to the beach. We go to yeah. In and Out. We just hang out. Like that's what we do. There's yeah. no extra stuff. So yeah, that's awesome that yeah, you that's like. Cool. That's the way you look into yeah, it. Yeah, my wife. You know, being her being Ecuadorian, we're, our families are so similar. You mm-hmm. know, food similar. Yeah. Um. Our our love for our family is very similar, and it's funny. We're all getting together on Sunday for Easter. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just a good time, you know. Her family's great, and it's just we're so relatable. Like they say, like Filipinos are like the Asian Latinos. Yeah, you know, and it's it's so true. It's hilarious. My my favorite thing whenever I'm at like a cookout or something, there's always some. You know, there's always grandma around. Is it, it hey, hey, ho, ho, what is the... Lola. Lola, that's yeah. what it is. And Lola, there's somebody's Lola will always come over, bro, and just be like, are you like 6'5"? Are you 6'7"? <laughs> and I'm not. Like, you know, I'm almost 6'2", but it's like I'm always the tallest guy. Oh, yeah, we're little. Which is funny because in my family, I'm the shortest oh, really? boy. Yeah, I'm yeah I can the... imagine your dad just being this giant. I'm yeah. picturing this huge guy for some reason. Yeah, he's a big guy. He played for Oregon <laughs> State back in the day. Um, D-line. They won the Fiesta Bowl back in like 2001 awesome. so yeah he was a he's a like a d tackle that's what he yeah. was about six three 300 pounds he's <laughs> yeah. a big guy you got it yeah. but all the other men are big guys and even on my mom's side my yeah. mom's six one six two so yeah. her brothers are all six five and up so it's like venture came out so me on, only getting to like almost six two i was always a You're little scrappier <laughs> i was always yeah i was like i better be really aggressive if these guys playing basketball playing right, football right. or whatever i better be really aggressive so that's yeah. kind of how I was built. And I'm working on just sort of, they built that monster 
of aggressive, of this, of being very extroverted, you know, speaking up for yourself. Uh-huh. I kind of had to find the love. You know what I mean? Had to find that's yeah. where Hannah comes in as far as like, yeah. hey, man, not everything is a battle. Not everything is like, <laughs> hey, I understand she forgot your sauce, but like you don't need to flip out in the restaurant <laughs> right now over that. So it's like just yeah. kind of growing and thinking about stuff like that. That's what I want to ask you about. It's just like do you have as far as maturing, as far as developing as a man, what are some ways where you've found yourself finding those keys, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'm still every day trying to grow as a man. You know, I'm trying to change a lot of my ways. Mm, excuse me. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, meeting my wife, um, she's really helped me mellow down. Becoming a father, you know, I don't want to explode and show them that kind of attitude because mm-hmm. I grew up with that, you know, and I want, I don't want them to see that side. Yeah. And I still every day need to remind myself to just chill you know, it's okay. Let it go. Mm-hmm. We're all different. It's okay. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, what made me, I guess it's my family, you know, becoming a family man has really, really calmed me down. You know, and it, I don't, it's sad it took that long for me. I'm in my almost turning 40, but you know, better late than never, I guess. But, yeah. You know, I'm still constantly trying to better myself mm-hmm. and meeting my wife. I never wanted to be a better man. Because I met her, you know, and now we have kids. It's like, ah, oh, that just multiplies. Like, I want to be the best dad ever. You know? Yeah, dude, that's so awesome. You talk about always growing, growth, stuff like that. One of my biggest, I have this, like, I don't know about a fear, but it's a thing that, like, a lot of my mentors, a lot of the people I look up to, they've, they hit a certain level, right? And then, or just the average person will hit a certain level, 25, 30, something like that. And then they stop reading books. They stop listening. They get they start coasting their careers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I have is like, no, I always want to keep growing. I always yeah, want to yeah. keep learning. It's a great mentality. I always want to keep sort of influencing, helping, mentor people who are coming up beside me as well. Read a lot of books. I'm a big time, you can see, like I'm a big time book guy, podcast guy. Do you have any favorite books or podcasts that maybe have influenced your thinking? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't, I'm not much of a reader, but I have tried to read more, but uh, Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Am I saying his name right? I don't Um, know. Eckhart What's the name of the book? Um, You know, this is terrible. It's like my favorite. Yeah, hit me up. I'll look it up. Um, Eckhart Tolle, E-C-K-A-R-T. Eckhart Tolle, okay. Yeah. German teacher. Uh huh. Should I just look up books? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a. We got The Power of the Now. That's the one. That's it right there. The Power of the Now was great. And there's a second one, I think. A New Earth. Yeah, that one. I've read those two. And I think those, I I think about that all the time. And what I've taken from that is really just being present, you know? Okay. Which a lot of these philosophy books and things, it all comes down to being present, you Mm -hmm. know? Because really, eliminating those thoughts and stresses because we have these um, um, these thoughts that come into our mind that can really distract us, you know, and I found the best way is just to be present, you know, and really keep our mind and thoughts like to right now. Yeah. And I think it's so helpful because I think a lot. I'm an overthinker. I talk a lot. My wife can tell you that, but I really just try to calm down and mellow everything out, you yeah. know, and focus on just what's in front of me and enjoy that the craziest thing i would say that's helped me with that is just starting this podcast first of all not only is it a headache to just build a podcast from the ground up when you have no hardware i'm not an it guy like i have no knowledge of anything but it's there's this weird balance of hosting a show 
I have to be here with you. There's nowhere else I can be right, right. now. Like I'm, I'm in the podcast. I'm not thinking about what meetings happening later today. I'm not thinking about the workout this morning or anything yeah. like that. It has to be right here. And it's like, that's sort of something I heard, uh, Pat bet David, he's a, like a really good entrepreneur. He hosts the Pat David PBD podcast. You should check that one okay. out. He's got a lot of good stuff on there, but he hit me with this thing that like, you know, how you get some wisdom and you're just like, sometimes an old guy will tell you something and you're just like, oh, that's it right there. He said, when you're super nervous or anxious about something, you're thinking about the future. But when you're depressed, you're thinking about something that's in the past. Right. That sweet spot is right there in between those feelings. And yeah. that is the power of like the now. Exactly. So that's what I've been working on. And then once I heard that, I was like, oh no, that's the podcast. That's the only time yeah. where I'm like, trying uh, not to juggle i got this going on yeah, oh, you're right here with I, me i, I sent him the it. wrong address i sent him this oh my god what you know yeah. is he upset is he this or that you know yeah. it's like the power of the now and i love it like this is my sweet space yeah. that like i just want to live right here yeah. and th to keep things taken care of yeah so, i love this yeah, and yeah. You, you, you totally said it you know your mind's not anywhere else it's right right here looking at each other talking about all this stuff yeah yeah do you uh listen to podcasts at all um, not often, but, um, do you sit in traffic a lot? Yeah. I'm a big music person. I love okay. music. So I'm always, the music is on in the shower. When I get out of the shower in my car, like music's always playing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but being a big thinker too, you got it, dude. Podcasts are like the best thing. I don't know if it's a generational thing, but as far as like people in my age right now are like, I used to walk dogs. That was my thing. Or on the jet skis or whatever. Like that's what I did all through college. Yeah. I just spent hours on audiobooks, on just like yeah. personal growth, getting into it, trying to figure certain things out. And it's like some of my favorites are just like Gary V, Tony Robbins, Pat Bet David. You know, like those are my top three. And then yeah. there's like comedy podcasts. So that's the cool thing about a podcast, man, is it's like... Yeah, you got to send me these guys later. Yeah, you have all this stuff where it's like even the best community... Uh, like you have Joe Rogan. I'm sure you've heard of Joe Rogan, uh -huh. right? Guys like that. And then there's like a whole tree of guys that have blown up from Joe Rogan that like they all talk about their stuff. And like yeah. it just... You're able to follow somebody and you're able to like have a buddy in the car while you're in traffic. Right. So like right. when I'm going down to Orange County, it's like trafficy. I throw on like Joe Rogan and he's talking about like oh my God, can you believe this thing happened at the beach or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I seen that dude at the <laughs> beach too. Like it's wild. So podcasts are crazy because you can not only listen to them, you can also watch them when they're filmed right. and then you can transcribe them and right. create some form of, so it's the ultimate way to sort of communicate to somebody that we have right now, whether it's somebody that's a big reader like me, whether uh -huh. it's someone that's more like auditory like you yeah. or it's somebody that just wants to watch stuff. So it's like that's that's the it's game. Right? You're doing an awesome thing. I love this. That's this the great. hope, man. We we try to just tell people stories. We try to just get things out there. Like South Bay CPR. You know, if you're in the LA area, you better hop on the website right now and go book your uh, you know, book your what do you call it? Your meeting with them and get certified. Yeah. yeah like, that's what know. it's about. What else you been into? What are some of your hobbies, man? Uh lately, um, we got this little boat in the harbor. So oh, wow. after this, I'm probably going to go work on that. And that's another, you know, great escape, you know, just being out on the water. Yeah. You know, I grew up, uh, you know, surfing and stuff like that, skateboarding, you know, that whole life in the South Bay. And now trying to get more fishing. Yeah. Get on the boat, you know, that Dude, kind of life. that's the only thing that I haven't, I just didn't have a dad that fished. Yeah. Like, you know, I had like... You know, car, we worked out. That's what we did. We lifted yeah. weights. We, big weight only. That's yeah. what you do. 
I would love to go fishing. You got to take me out fishing. Yeah, That's definitely. What it is. When I when I know what I'm doing, I, I don't even know what I'm doing out there. Oh, you're yet. not a big fisher, <laughs> no, then yet? No, but I love the water, and uh-huh. you know that's my goal. Is I want to get more into fishing this year. So yeah, I'll take you out as soon as I figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that, and then just how big's the boat? Like that's a little guy. It's like a 13 footer. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not going nowhere out in the water. No, with it yet. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the idea, but uh, yeah, it's a starter boat. I'm not, you know, I'm still new to the whole boat game too. So this is my like my my starter project and we obviously see some of the craziest just out there jet skiing i've seen some of the most crazy yachts that i've seen in my life just from everything from oh this guy's on a helicopter landing on his pad and then getting into the boat comes out of the back of his yacht and then he goes on to cattle i'm like whoa who's that guy people have these lives it's nuts and it's like i don't want that that's too much you know like i don't want that but i definitely like the idea of just loading the family up and and just heading out to catalina and not having to watch 20 other people that have no business being on a jet ski you know getting them over there so it's like totally that's the water's the best it's great you know i've been lucky enough to have friends that had boats or friends that had parents that had boats and they'd take me out and just i don't know i was just always felt so lucky to just be here kind of feeling you know like i'm on a boat you know Mm -hmm. it's just a wild life out there i love lake days though so here's the thing is i wish we lived somewhere where like it wasn't i get we have catalina but i wish we had more of like an archipelago like type of vibe where you could actually have like a boat community, do your thing. Like, you know, they kind of do that down in like Florida. They have different spots and you have the keys and stuff. But yeah. I want to, um, like, have you ever been to Lake Powell? Have you ever haven't. been down there? Oh, dude, you that's throw that on the list too okay. for your kids and stuff. Like Horseshoe Bend, kind of Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. Area. Yeah. Like, I if, you go to, if you go to Page, Arizona, that's on uh, Navajo Nation. Okay. So, like, the Native Americans down there. Yeah. I'm a Sioux from Fort Peck. Uh, Indian Reservation up on the top right of Montana. Oh, wow. So that's where my mom's from, from the reservation up there. So you talk about third world, like that's, it's, you know, it can get hair, like the Philippines, some parts down there, (laughs) but it's crazy because it's in America. Wow, it's like And it's still living like that in America. People don't realize there's still that kind of life. Yeah, so like obviously just the res life is so crazy. But I say that because we go down to, um, like right before COVID shut down, we went to Page, Arizona, uh-huh. and I got to see the Horseshoe Bend, dude, and we were in the lake, and I'm an ocean guy. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, we're West Coast guys, but when you, I've always liked the lake life, because it's very chill. Like, you can yeah. chill, but yeah. if you go down there to Lake Powell, you're in the canyons. So, like, those, you know, the red rocks, yes. and you have that stuff, uh, it's on the and, list. and you're just cruising the boat, and you just have, like, an 80-foot, 100-foot right, canyon right. that you're going through, and you're like... I'm small. Like there's no, there's nothing going on. But the cool thing is you just like kind of dock your boat and you just hop in and there's no mud. Like I don't like the lake mud and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's just clear water. All you're warm. chilling. Yeah. It just, it's a little cold, a little, but it's like on a, but it's, you're in a desert. So if you go yeah. out, it's 106 out. Right. And then you get there and you're like, there's no way there's a lake. When I was pulling up, my dad was driving. I was like, where the hell are we at right now? <laughs> and then just boom, lake. And you just have, it's a little down, but once the levels go back up, put it on a list top. Like, that's a top 10 place oh, to go Oh, for sure. Right that there. horseshoe band, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see that. Super cool area. But that's what's up. I love the water. Anything else? How, how about fitness? How important is fitness to you? Uh, I just started working out again, you know, trying to get rid of that dad bod. I just kind of grew Oh, yeah? How'd <laughs> that no, work no. out? I know it's good. You know, uh, I finally got our, my garage cleaned out a little bit. So we got the weights set up and stuff like that. Just trying to take care of myself now because my kids are only going to get older and want me to do more stuff with them. And I want to be able to hang and catch, catch up with them, you know? Yeah. So taking care of myself is, you know, I didn't put a high on the list. I'm trying to finally do that. 
and especially having a spot in the garage like that's our yeah i don't have an excuse now I... yeah <laughs> like we love having this spot and it's a you know it's a gorgeous apartment but just the idea of being able to level up and like because you know i gotta i gotta go somewhere to lift my weights i gotta yeah. do this and just having it I, I know i would do it like i know i'd be like fuck get up at yeah. 5 30 let's get down there and yeah. start cranking along yeah. you'll so. get there quick the route you're headed we just we you know we, we've always had the apartment life and mm -hmm. last place we had a garage and it just i could it was small i could never get it to what i have now mm -hmm. having you know like a tv and the beer fridge and the yeah. weights you know like i finally have that so um you'll get there and it's, it's a good feeling because now you know, I have that time with teaching CPR to, you know, take care of myself, I feel, rather than, you know, always trying to, you know, make more money kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. Where'd you go to school at? Um, so Redondo, went to Toledo Elementary, Paris Middle School, and Redondo High. Okay. You Did know. you go the college route? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I tried uh -huh. a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I went to El Camino for a little bit, and then I lived in um, Aptos, which is by Santa Cruz. Okay. Up north. Went mm -hmm. to... Um, Cabrillo College, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, kind of then just fizzled out, found something else. Yeah, or... I kind of made more memories than credits. <laughs> you know, I kind of <laughs> just had a good time up there for a few years and came back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I'm a bad student, but, you know, I, I just, maybe school's not for everyone. I don't know if it was me, but. Oh, one. I work hard, but I, I just, I don't know. My mom would tell me I'm the smartest one, but I'm just lazy. Dude, <laughs> that's, that's what my mom told me. However, the weird thing that I learned is I'm with Hannah, best student you've ever met in your life. Like yeah. when you put, it's just one of those things where um, the outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, you can grab that one if you want. That's one of the best ones I've read about greatness being a verb and not mm -hmm. something that you get to. It's a like it's a constant process. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. wake up every day and you try to just chip away at that rock every day. But he talked about the difference in the two main types of thinkers are convergent and divergent. You ever uh -huh. heard of this? Are you uh -huh. familiar? Oh, man. So convergent thinkers are what school is for. Convergent thinkers are we're going to spend two weeks. I'm going to give you material on this mm. test. And then I'm going to give you one test and you have to give me that material that's on it. Divergent thinkers, what I think we are, are people that go, here's the question. Mm -hmm. I want 50 answers based mm -hmm. off of this question. I want you to be creative and I want you, here's a brick. Tell yeah. me what you can do with a brick. You can build a house, you can build a wall, right, you can right. build, you know, whatever you want, a structure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Versus how do you build a brick? There's only one way to build, you know what I mean? Right, so it's yeah, like, yeah, I can relate that's to that. what he talks about, but I fucking love that book because cool. it like puts you so ahead and... That's what I like to think about, man. Like, I just constantly think about trying to help people grow, help things grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've always been sort of like motivational or motivated or something like that. But yeah. getting out on my own and kind of figuring that out, I'm like, oh, everybody doesn't think like this. Like, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? People don't. I, oh, I'm a bit much for you right now. Hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought we were talking the same language. We're not talking the same language. Yeah. Like, I guess 10 hours is a lot for you, huh? All right. My bad. Yeah. I'm a little crazy. Let's uh, taper it back. So that's the thing is like helping people is the best. We And yeah. the, dude, I wanted to have you on because we do the same thing. You help people's bodies in emergency and I help people's wallets in emergency. That's kind of the the parallel that I see with this is yeah. like... It's just so cool. Yeah, it's it's great because we're I think we're all have a job in this world, and if we can find a way that we can all help each other in this crazy place, uh -huh. whether it's financially, whether it's you know an emergency, we all got skills. Yeah, and it's just sharing those skills. 
Tell me the importance right now. You got any crazy CPR stories or is there anybody that's taken your class to where maybe they've actually reached out and been like, hey, little Timmy had uh, this situation and we were able to, you know, help him out and get him the help he needed because of your help. Yeah, that that was the most gratifying feeling. You know, I teach all these classes and, you know, I I tell everyone, I hope you, you know, feel confident after this class. You feel like you could do this, you know, and you understand it, but I hope you never have to do it right. But I've had people text me, maybe since I've taught, two people have texted me, hey, John, I took your class a month ago. I was walking my dog, saw this accident. I ran up, I started CPR, and he survived. Thank you for your help, you know, like you're a big part of this. And that was just the biggest, like, boost and like, okay, one, I I taught them correctly. And two, they were confident enough to get in there and help somebody. Yeah. And that's my goal, you know, that skill you never have to use, but I want you to, like, I can do this and jump in. And, And people have done that since they've taken my class, and that was the best feeling in the world. Yeah. I, you know, and then it's also just like you being a professional at what you do. It's like the, uh, there was like this TikTok audio. I don't know if you're on TikTok. You on TikTok? Kind no, of I just, older I just guy. started one, but I've never used it yet. Okay. Well, yeah. like I said, is I'm kind of old school for me. Like I, like I said, I got crank windows on my truck. Like I'm rolling, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little old school with certain things. Yeah. So like Hannah's all on TikTok, but I heard this really cool audio because my algorithm is a lot of like businessy kind of, you know, like boring stuff sometimes to some people but there was a cool quote that i heard that goes the difference between an amateur and a professional is an amateur will do it until you do it right once professional will do it until you can't do it wrong you know so it's like cpr is kind of like that like you want to be able to rep it and think about it and that's something that like i want to get better at is just being in a position to where if i do need to help i would feel terrible if I didn't have the tools to at least be able to try my best and, you know, like helpfully save somebody or assist somebody in that way. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good skill. And I I hope I made you confident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll do it. And like I said, and I can always, you know, get a refresher from you. That's the thing, too. Yeah. We're going to go fishing soon and eat Filipino food. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that. My family's coming over on Sunday and I told my mom, I was like, you know, I want to teach everyone CPR. My uncle recently had a heart attack. Oh, okay. Out of nowhere. He went to visit my sister in Boston. Mm -hmm. His like two week vacation turned into like two months because he couldn't fly. He had to have surgery there and everything. Man. So, you know, after that scare... I want to teach my whole family, you know, because yeah. Filipino food is not healthy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, but, you know, uh, it's it's not healthy, and, you know, I better start thinking about my health, too, because after seeing that happen to my uncle, I was like, you know, made me think a lot, and I want us all to be prepared, and, uh, again, you know, take care of myself. I need to be healthy and be there for my boys. You know? Yeah, that's what's up, and, like, the last, I think the last uh, Filipino gathering I was at was Thanksgiving. I remember it was last Thanksgiving I got invited over because my parents live in Vegas. So we usually, and and we're definitely not going to Europe for every single, you know, little event for Hannah. But we, um, I remember I walked in there and it's always, yeah, okay, there's a bigger guy here. Keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, just throwing shit on my plate. Yeah, here, sounds about Take right. this, take this. And after three plates, like I put in some good work. I did oh, yeah. my fair share, yeah. but there's never like a... Like the good job I was looking for, I think, oh, or something. No. They're it's just like, oh, you want this? Here's it's, more of this. And then Hannah's like, you know, it's not going to stop, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I got to try. I got to try to find that. Like, yeah. they're challenging me right now. Like, I got to get on that, dude. Are you familiar with who Joey Chestnut? Do you know who uh-huh. Joey? Oh, man. Who's that? 
Joey Chestnut, I will say, is the most dominant athlete in his sport that's ever lived. He's the number one hot dog eater of all time. Okay. Have you seen the uh, the, the Nathan's famous yes. July Fourth? I, I know Kob- was it Kobayashi? Kobayashi's fire. I, I know him. He's number two of Got all it. time. Got Joey it. Chestnut is my idol. When they when I used to play okay. sports and they'd be like, "Who's your athlete?" Michael Jordan. Ali. I go, "Fuck no." <laughs> Joey Chestnut. Let me see how many mustard belts he has right now. Oh Hold my on. god. You know, there's a lumpia contest I really want to enter. I'm pretty, I feel pretty confident about that. Oh, you think you can put it down, Oh, huh? yeah, for sure. Dude, there's there's a young guy out there. That's what you think. Like, Because <laughs> you think I'm even slowing down, too. Is like if you think about where my body has changed sort of in my early 20s compared yeah. to like my, you know, first 20 down, I used to just put it down because yeah. I was growing, you yeah. know. And then coming out of college, I was like, oh, shit, I'm like 230 pounds, which like <laughs> I have a frame that can hold 240. Like I got a big frame, yeah. but I was like, I had a gut like because I was stressed out with school and stuff. And now yeah. luckily I'm about 15, 20 pounds down because I'm running on the beach every day. Things are getting warmed up. But right, like, right. dude, most dominant athlete ever. You got to check out Joey Chestnut mustard belt records. <laughs> This guy is insane. Let's see here. How many muster belts? 15 muster belts. Oh, because he won last year too. Let's see. What is the hot dog record? What is the world record for Joey Chestnut's hot dogs? 63 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's crazy. 63. So he needs CPR. They need you there because if he's putting it down. I got to be there. Where do they hold this competition? Coney Island. I keep trying to get my dad. We'll see. We always say next year, next year, we're going to go out there because we watch it religiously. Since I was a kid, (laughs) there's a few things that we do religiously in July 4th with my family. We go, we spend $500 on fireworks, and we just light the block up and, you know what I mean, like have a good time. But that's our holiday. It's July 4th. Oh, that's great. We always started off with it the, because they're three hours ahead. So the Joey Chestnut comes on at like 10 or 11 o'clock every morning. And yeah. Dude, he's. I'm, I'm going to be sad when he retires. Like that's the Joey. only guy where, shout out to Joey Chestnut. If I ever get to meet <laughs> that guy, he's my he's my goat right he's there. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite athletes of all time? Um, Joey Chestnut's not really an athlete. He is an athlete, all right? You got it. Tom Brady has, what, six Super Bowls? Yeah. You're talking about 14 world titles, all right? That's insane. That's a lot. He doesn't do... That's a he, skill. Hey, he's versatile, too. He doesn't just do hot dogs, man. He does cupcakes. He does ribs. He does, like... Yeah. He, there's a whole league. Are you familiar with the league? Like, the... Uh, the, na- no, no, no. It's like the National Eating Food League. So oh, they'll no. pull up to like a Cane's or uh-huh. an In-N-Out and they'll just be like, burgers. That's what we're doing. How many Ooh, burgers can you put down? Maybe that's my jam. Yeah. Burger It'd be like 30 burgers in five minutes or something. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. I think I, could pro- I think I can eat more than I probably can. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you get 20 hot dogs in 10 minutes? No way. 10? No way. 10 hot dogs in 10 minutes? Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, 20 and 10? 15? See, there's me over, over yeah. being overconfident. <laughs> 15 in 10 minutes? Uh, of the Nathans? Yeah, of, the, of the, the greasy, you know, the big boys. No, I don't think I could. You know, now being realistic, and uh, I can get 10, though. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Who yeah. are some of your favorite athletes? Uh, you know, Kobe's up there. Mm-hmm. Kobe's definitely up there. Were you? What sports did you play growing up? Did you play any sports? Um, what were you into? I didn't play any leagues, you know, like that. Um, I played volleyball in high school. We had, luckily, had a surf team, surf class yeah. growing up in Redondo. That's what's up. So that was really fun. I mean, who gets to go to the beach in the morning and surf mm-hmm. and get credit? If the yeah. waves were good, we just didn't go back to school. 
Oh, it was a morning thing? <laughs> yeah, we'd meet at Hermosa okay. Pier at 6.30 in the morning. I like that. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd get to surf, and then we'd have to come, go home, shower up, come back for snack, and finish the day off at school. But waves were good. We just didn't go to school. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah Kobe's class. up there, you know. Manny's up there. Mm-hmm. That was really, that's, those are awesome. Pacquiao. Huh? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he is definitely your guys' guy, too. Yeah, he's our guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say... I definitely like Kobe. Kobe Kobe has like a unique place in my sort of like goat category because he sort of broke out of his own like athletic shell. There's few people who have made you feel like you can accomplish greatness yeah. outside of their sport. Yeah. Michael Jordan, yes, he's great within his sport, but he's not on like an Ali level or a Kobe level or right. a Serena Williams yeah. level in my book of right. like oh, guess what? I'm an accountant. I'm about to fuck, fuck these numbers up today. You know what I mean? So it's like just the way they do it, like that Mamba mentality. They yeah, all have this yeah. thing. It's that like, like commitment, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, fully commit, you know, and don't let anyone tell you down. And it's a very common, you know, kind of cliche thing, but it's so true. Yeah. All these cliche things are just so true. That's why people say it all the time. You yeah. Know? Don't listen to anyone. Keep dreaming. Just go for it. And, you know, things in life right now for me, I, I just... I don't think I've ever been this happy in life. That's awesome. You know, like I've got the wife, the kids, you know, still living in the South Bay and going to the boat later, you know, going. it's just an insane life that I didn't think I'd ever have and dream of. And I just, it makes me want to keep working harder to not only maintain that, but to progress with that, you yeah. know, and share that for my kids because they're still so young and I want them to enjoy the things that I got invited to all the time. You know, mm-hmm. my mom was always working, you know, so I would just never want to come home and I would just stay at friends' houses. I would like lie to like not go home just so I could stay out longer. And I want to provide that life with my kids, but they want to do it with me kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm already joking, like my kid Miles, I'm like, he's going to be stealing the boat for sure when I'm not around. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of life. Though. That's good. And it's kind of funny too, you're talking about that like that that thing that you've always envisioned that's kind of coming into flourishing is that's how I feel getting out of school. Terrible student. I just told you, I, I don't do tests. I don't do, you can't keep me in a seat. This is the yeah. only time you'll ever see me in a seat for more than maybe 10 minutes. Like <laughs> if I'm there, you have five minutes. Like that's how, cause I, I have that driver personality of like, yeah, we need yeah. to get shit done. We need to do it the right way. Why are we here 30 minutes? This took five minutes. You wasted my time. <laughs> that's kind of how I am. I feel like, graduating college you know last year when i did man is i felt like they were letting shamu out the cage like i felt like an orca that was just stuck in this cage. i'd ask certain questions that people don't have the answer to and now i'm like all right well why am i here you know what i mean just let me go and now i'm finally in a place down where you know i'm working with leaders and people that are like really experts at their craft and on a solid just in a different world of like yo, you do it this way and this way and this way. And I'm like, oh, that's the answer. Oh, and you don't want me to like do it a certain time frame? Like, no, I needed it done yesterday. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> say less. It'll get done. I'm going to spend 10 hours on this right yeah, now yeah. and it'll get done. So it's just super cool because I know that's what I'm working for. Like I'm working for shit. Hey, things in the South Bay, it's going to keep going up, keep yeah. getting more and more expensive. And that's I go, right. hey, I understand. But it, it's, it's a little bit like Disneyland. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit like, yeah, we just dropped a thousand dollars to take the family in, but 
I'm fucking happy in here. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, yeah that's you know? what it's about. You're like, whatever. There's nowhere else that you can go get this. Like, And they know it. That's why Disneyland does that. So it's, South Bay is the same way. It's like, yeah, yeah this house is a million dollars, but so do I want to go to Texas? No. Or do I want to just compete and, you know, build myself into somebody that can hopefully afford something like that yeah, one day, I agree. right? I agree with that 100%. My wife also and I talk about that all the time. You know, we could, there's the options of moving away, maybe for a cheaper living. And maybe we'd have a house and own it and maybe it'd be big and have all this land. But I don't know. I'm addicted to this life down here. I, I mm-hmm. love the ocean. I love the water. And we're okay with renting right now. Maybe one day in the future we'll buy a house. But that's not the top of our concern. It's yeah. like... We want to be happy. We want our kids to be happy. We want them to enjoy what our town offers, which is like, I can't believe how I ended up in the South Bay. Like, yeah. I mean, I was born like East LA and we lived in the Valley, you know, and but all these places. And then my, my stepdad had a brother who lived in Redondo. Mm-hmm. And I remember all of us, my mom, my stepdad, me, my sisters, we lived in one room, mm. you know, like sleeping on the floor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then... My mom got a job, got me in school in Redondo, and I think my mom was like, you know what, this is where we're going to stay. We even moved away into like Culver City, Oh yeah. but my mom's like, we're not taking you out of school where you found your friend, she got her job, and she would, my mom's just insane, she'd wake up every morning and make fresh muffins for us, load us all up in our, her tiny little pickup she still drives today. Oh, really? And drive us from like Culver City to Redondo, and she dropped me off at like, 6 30 at friends houses i'd be the kid who like knock on the door in the morning and like wake up the whole family and like she'd have to go to work and it just you know Uh making us fresh muffins in the morning dropping us off and then her going straight to work and then picking us up at 7 30 at night yeah and now it's like i can't believe we're still here does that motivate you absolutely you know it's like i just want that my mom worked so hard for this life for us to be in this town and you know it's great you know, mm-hmm. I love, I hope we can travel more as a family and, you know, but South Bay being home is just, it's, yeah, it's, it's already a paradise. It's a dream. It's paradise. Like we're so lucky. People come to vacation where we live. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Even mm-hmm. here at Long Beach, it's right down the road. Yep. It's like we're in paradise. Yep. We're on vacation. My you know? favorite thing about the South Bay and Long Beach is um, whenever like, oh, you're not really in L.A. or something like that. Whenever you hear those things of, like, the downtown people being yeah. like, I'm like, you can keep that, all right? Like, <laughs> right. don't even come around here, actually. Like, all right, whatever. But as long as I'm walking distance to an ocean, I'm good. I can go anywhere on this globe. Yeah. I just need to be walking distance to the coast. I know. How lucky are we to say stuff like that? Yeah. It's nuts, right? It's so cool. It's like, nuts. But, yeah, I'm okay with downtown being over there yeah really it's right down the road just Mm -hmm. hop on the freeway and we're at the lake again you know yeah exactly so but they're like oh that's not real la and you're like "Eh." yeah i'm okay with that yeah all right i'll I'll be in fake la then or whatever you call it but it's just oh that la count it's just funny (laughs) whenever people like bring up those conversations and stuff yeah well hey man i thank you for coming on the podcast yeah you know you know venture this is awesome i love that you're doing this yeah thanks for having me hopefully you'll come back like i said any any time you got anything on your mind open invite like yeah it's just it's a vibe no i love it love yeah, podcasting yeah and we'll have to hang out get some food and yeah we'll have a cookout you know you, you know that whole texas brisket thing i'm working on that oh uh, i'm you, into smoking oh foods yeah now. no and uh, what kind of setup you got man i'm kind of cheating i have a traeger Traegers are fire though. It's yeah. yeah, it's pretty easy, and but uh, it's still got to do work, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I've made a couple briskets. I think the last one I cooked for like eighteen hours. Oh yeah, and uh, 
I don't think I got it down yet, so I'm gonna need your uh, expertise. You're on gonna. That. I'm not the. Br- I have a brisket expert. He is my uh-huh. dad. Oh, you know is. the way it works. Is yeah. he's on. He's the pit boss right there. To where he's on an Oklahoma Joe, and then he has two smokers, three smokers in his oh, backyard. Man. So he, he's when over. he gets in there. Oh my God, he's my. It's funny. My uncle said the funniest thing is he was like that guy could smoke a turd and it would taste good. <laughs> like he's so good to where like. Uh, He's really good for here, but when I go back to Texas, there's guys that would cook for the team when I was playing ball that would oh, be, it would be 18 hours, Ugh. 16 hours, and I would double up on dinner. That's where we're talking about eating. Yeah. I would eat at my house, and then I knew like my buddy Hunter across the street, you'd smell it. You'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. his pops has a brisket, and then I'd go get second dinner uh, over there, yeah. and then it would just, I'd have like five meals a day of just like food mm. getting big, and that's where like I packed on the weight for ball, but like, yeah, yeah. so funny. Yeah, no, Traegers are dope. Yeah. Got my um, ribs down. Oh yeah, your ribs, ribs are good. Ribs are down. I got them so down I can't really order ribs anywhere. Uh huh. I just I think mine are better. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it's supposed <laughs> to be too. It's like, yeah, I love barbecue and it's coming up too. So you you're gonna have some time. It's finally starting to heat up. So yeah, you get the ribs down. I'm not coming over for the brisket, but I'll come over for the ribs for <laughs> sure. You if you say ribs. the ribs are good, but yeah, yeah, you'll have to tell me. We'll we'll practice with a brisket and it's always a good time so cool. thank you for cool. coming over man yeah venture this was this was awesome thanks for having me and you know and uh thanks for uh you know bringing up cpr and all that you know if anyone's out there listening um yeah where can people me. find you yeah yeah so south bay dash cpr.com is my website mm-hmm. um you can call me 310-702-3265 yeah we'll um, throw all that Instagram. info yeah, yeah we'll throw all, all that, that stuff cool, you know cool. but uh yeah i'm glad i met you got to certify you and uh Hang out with you today. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Natural Thoughts and Talks will be coming back with another episode soon. Thank you. Bye.